Thank you for listening to this message from Lifehouse Church. a century, um, the voice of Oswald Lawrence was heard on the underground transit system in London. Um, He made this simple but needed public safety announcement, warning passengers to mind the gap, right? They're standing on the platform, the train's going by, he said, mind the gap. And when Oswald passed away in 2007, um, his widow Margaret felt heartbroken. Uh, She was alone, she was heartbroken, and she missed Oswald so much that she would, uh, in a way to ease her pain, she would actually go visit the embankment station, sit on the platform, and listen to her beloved husband's voice say, mind the gap. Um, Then one day, in September 2012, she sat down and his voice was gone. Uh, In the modernization process of their systems, The London Underground uh, officials had replaced Oswald's voice with an electronic recording. And Margaret was so distressed, uh, she called and she contacted uh, the the authorities there. And she said, is there some way I can get a recording of my husband saying, you know, mind the gap. And when the London Underground staff learned uh, of her request, they were moved by extraordinary act, uh, extraordinary compassion in their hearts. And they began to uh, go through all the red tape of finding the recording uh, and digitizing it and then sending it back to her. And not only did they do that, but at that particular station, uh, they also kept his voice. So if you go there today and you can find the embankment station on the Northern Line in London, you will still hear Oswald's voice saying, mind the gap. That was from 1950. Then he did this. And you might say, well, what's the point of starting your message with this little story? We all long to hear the voice of someone we love. We really do. We all long to hear their voice. Someone that we're close to, somebody that we're connected with, um, somebody that made a difference in our lives, somebody that maybe was there and is gone. Uh, I hear people all the time. I talk with people who have a loved one who passed away, and a lot of them will say to me, I will give anything, anything, just for one more time, for one more day, one more minute, one more conversation to hear their voice. And if we know Jesus as Lord and Savior, if you love Jesus as Lord and Savior, you want to hear his voice. I want to hear his voice. Anybody with me on that? I want to hear his voice. I want to hear what he's saying to me. I want to know um, what he's speaking. And in John chapter 9, um, there's a discussion that Jesus stirs up that reveals um, God's uh, heart and how God hears us and how we can hear him. And this discussion starts off with Jesus healing a blind man, a man who was blind from birth. Jesus comes along on a Sabbath day and he heals this blind man. And of course, uh, his actions of healing this man on a Sabbath day sends the scribes and the Pharisees who were always trying to refute Jesus, sends him into a religious tizzy of some kind. 
And, and they begin to use the Mosaic law, the law of Moses, the law of God, and they begin to say, well, this act that Jesus did, he was working on a Sunday. Now, this is super interesting because uh, the scribes and Pharisees, this is the first time anybody was ever healed, <laughs> a blind man healed from birth. And, and did, you ever, did you ever play a game with somebody and they make up the rules while they go? Did anybody ever do that, right? Did you ever play with someone and they want to win, they just make up the rules while they go? Why are you all looking at family members, right? There's one in every family. They make the rules up while they go. That was the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus heals a man for the first time in all of history. A man blind from birth gets healed, and the scribes and Pharisees are like, oh, no, 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 Jesus. That constitutes work. I guess they made it up on the spot. I don't know, right? For their own purposes. And out of that, a discussion ensues because Jesus comes back to the man. He begins to talk to the man. He reveals to the blind man, that this healed man, he reveals to him that he is the Messiah. And this, out of that discussion, um, the, the Pharisees overhear this conversation where Jesus says he's Messiah. And Jesus tells them, um, <laughs> you know, he begins to tell them, if you would only believe you would hear. If you would only believe, you would hear. And Jesus speaks a parable uh, following this discussion. He tells the Pharisees a story. The Pharisees begin to refute that he's the Messiah. They begin to refute the healing. They, they, even, they even question the blind man. And the blind man says, look, I was blind, now I see. And all I can tell you is this has to be from God. And they threw him out of the temple. They threw him out, right? And, and Jesus says, if you would only believe, it, then you would understand. And, and in this discussion, Jesus immediately begins to tell them his story. Now, I wish I could do that. I wish I was so quick on my feet that we get into the middle of a discussion, a debate like that, and I just have a story I could rip off, right, to prove my point. But that was Jesus. And it's in this story we start to find out about how we're going to hear from God. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 10 this morning. We're going to start off with John chapter 10, verse 1. I'll give you just a moment to get there. If you're listening online this morning, it's good to have you online. You can go ahead and get your Bible, your electronic device, or you can just look up at the screens if you're here. And even if you're listening online, It'll pop up on the screen, but John chapter 10, verse 1. And Jesus, this is the story, or this is the parable that he begins to speak to those Pharisees. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of a stranger. Um, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not, the Pharisees did not understand the things which he spoke to them. And as I looked at this passage, as I read this story, as I read the parable that Jesus spoke, I realized something. People only listen to someone they believe. Do you know that? They only listen to somebody that they believe in. If you don't personally believe in someone, you're not really going to listen to them. You might hear them out. You might listen to the words that are flowing out of their mouth. But if you don't believe in them, you're not going to really listen to them. 
It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what credentials they might carry. It doesn't matter uh, who recommends them to you or doesn't recommend them to you. If you doubt their motives, if you doubt what uh, their reputation is, if you doubt them as a person for any reason at all, we won't listen to them, right? We just blow off what they say. That, you know, and, and you've got people like that in your life. If, if you don't believe in them, they'll, they'll talk, right? And it goes in one ear and where? Out the other. Or that maybe not, it might not even make it out the other ear. It might hit this one and just bounce right back off. We, we don't believe. And, and the, these Pharisees, they didn't believe. We'll blow it off. And we'll blow it off even if we don't believe. We'll blow it off even if it's Jesus. Even if it's God speaking to us. Right? Even, even if it's complete truth, <laughs> even if your disbelief in Jesus is invalid. The Pharisees disbelieved Jesus. They did not believe in him, and it was not valid. Jesus proved that he was the Messiah over and over and over in front of the, the Pharisees, who should have, of all people, the Pharisees and scribes should have recognized who Jesus was. He, he did miracles in front of them. They, they watched as he healed the blind. They watched as he, as he the lame were restored. He, you know, were restored. They watched as he healed leprosy. They watched as Jesus raised people from the dead. They watched as he fulfilled prophecy. They listened while he spoke and he preached the word of God with such wisdom that nobody could refute him. And still, they did not believe in him. And because they did not believe him, they wouldn't listen. They simply wouldn't hear him. They couldn't get past their own religiosity. They couldn't get past their their own idea that they were the experts in, in religion and they were the only ones that anybody could listen. They couldn't get past any of it. They couldn't get past their bias, their jealousy, none of it. They're, they refused to listen. Their disbelief in Jesus was not valid. So the same thing can happen to us. The same thing um, can take place with us and with Christ, right, in our relationship with Christ. Um, it, sometimes we don't believe in Jesus for a number of invalid reasons. We refuse to hear him, right? It, it, Sometimes, with even, even with Christ, it goes one in one ear and out the other. And, and we can have these things that will affect us that will cause us to disbelieve Jesus. And we just don't listen to him about that particular thing or maybe anything, right? If you had a bad experience with someone. Sometimes if you had a bad experience with someone, somebody who was a Christian, and, 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 and somehow we pull Jesus into that whole thing, we don't look at the, per, the person that was the problem, we don't put it there, we just kind of lump it all together, right? You ever do that? You mean a Christian? I've, I've heard people say this all the time, well, if that's what Christians are, I don't want anything to do with any of it, right? Anybody heard that? Anybody with me on that? Anybody ever say that? You're not going to raise your hand, I know. Okay, right? They'll say those kind of things. It's an invalid reason, right? So maybe if you've had a bad experience uh, with anything that's religious in nature, you start to superimpose that on Jesus. You start to take that experience and you superimpose it on Jesus, and it's an invalid reason, and you'll stop listening. You won't hear them anymore, right? Some people start to, somebody, you'll hear somebody on the internet and they're starting to bash the Bible and they're they're giving their reasons why the Bible's not true. And you don't go research, you don't go look, you don't try to find out the truth. You just kind of jump on board because something tickled your ears with it. And and then then you, you won't listen. You won't hear Jesus. 
These are invalid reasons, right? Just like the Pharisees, that we just simply tune Jesus out. We won't listen. Sometimes we won't even hear him. Sometimes we begin to push away the Holy Spirit. We'll, we'll push the Holy Spirit back. We begin to grieve. Do you know you can grieve the Holy Spirit by what you do and what you say? The Word of God says that you can grieve the Holy Spirit and you'll begin to push him uh, away. You all know what I'm talking about. We've all done this in our heads. We've all done this in our minds in, in some way, right? You've done it with someone and, and you can do it very quickly. If you begin to lose trust in them, you won't listen, even if they're right. Now, I, I'm going to use an example. Sometimes um, this happens if you've got somebody that's working on your car, you go to a garage and there's a mechanic there, right? And, and, and you got a problem with the car and you got to take the car back two, three times, right? You start to say, you start to, you start to not believe them, right? You start to think they're not telling you the truth. Now, it can be because I used to work on mechanical, electrical things. There can be problems that happen in a row. There are things that can pop up, but you, don't, you start to distrust them. Now, you don't got any valid proof because you don't know anything about a car, right? right? No, I mean, you're not home researching uh, everything about an electrical system on a car or, or the mechanics of a car or, you know, or, or, or you know, anything about compression or anything about, along those lines. But you've gone back two or three times now, and, and, you, and you got on mechanics.com, right? And you read a couple articles. How many have done that before, all right? Yeah, me too. I get on YouTube, whatever, you know, and all of a sudden I'm the expert at, at, at what it is. And, and if that happens, it can't, it's not necessarily a valid reason. They're still telling you the truth about something, and, and, and we will discount what they're saying. And after a while, you won't even listen to them. You'll be like, where'd they get certification from? They probably bought it on the internet, 50 bucks, right? And you're a certified mechanic, right? They, they have that for pastoring, by the way. 50 bucks, you can be a pastor. All right? It's true, right? It's that kind of, have you ever, you know, have you ever, have you ever watched people, have you ever scratched your head and wondered, why why can't they see Jesus? Has anybody, I, I've done that. I've gotten with people and I'm like, why can't they see Jesus? You know, he's so amazing. Why can't they see the love of God? Why can't they see the light of God? Why can't they see the transformation that takes place in people? Why can't they do, why can't they see this? And you're talking to them and they'll sit and listen to something and, and, and nothing. And sometimes the problem is what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's an invalid, messed up reason why they're not hearing Jesus, why they're not hearing the Holy Spirit. Why, there's something that they've got back there in the past. And, and, and sometimes we're so busy telling them the truth about God, maybe we just need to stop and ask them what they believe about God, right? Sometimes we're speaking to them and we're telling them the truth about God and we need to stop and ask them what they believe about God because what you believe about God determines everything about how much you will hear God. Amen? You tracking with me? Y'all looking at me like I got three heads. I'm a little scared this morning. All right? Say amen if you got some of that. Anyway, thank you. Jesus calls the Pharisees and the scribes out on their disbelief. He did that on a regular basis. In Matthew 23, 23, he said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe, the mint and anise and cumin, which is, you know, uh, a small thing and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. And he calls them blind guides. In other places, he says, your ears are deaf. You strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. They didn't listen because they didn't believe. They didn't believe. No matter what he did, what he said. Can I give you some good news now? I know that seems uh, uh, like some tough stuff, but can I give you some good news? We can hear Jesus, and he can hear us if we believe in him. Do you know that? 
We can hear Jesus. That's what he was telling the Pharisees when he was talking to them about the good shepherd and the sheep. He was telling them, we can hear Jesus and Jesus can hear us. The God of the universe can speak to us and we can hear him. And and if you take a look at this scripture, I think the Pharisees totally missed this when Jesus was telling the story. I think he told the story, and again, their ears just closed off. But in John 10.1, let me reread this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Say his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. He's talking to those Pharisees. He's telling them, you can know the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. Let me relieve any doubt that you might have as a follower of Jesus. Sometimes we think, you know, um, that we don't hear God. The Father speaks, Jesus speaks, and the Holy Spirit speaks. It doesn't matter where you're at in your, in your faith journey. It doesn't matter if you just started following Jesus or, or you know, your second day in, uh, first day in, or, or 3,000 days in. Uh, if you're first year, second year, 10 years, uh, you might develop your hearing a little bit in hearing God, but you can hear Christ. You can hear the, the Holy Spirit. You can hear God speaking to you. Uh, is probably the second, great, second, probably number two on the list of questions that I get asked as a pastor. How do I hear God? How do I know God's speaking to me? I get asked that a lot. Um, there's a, probably a, a, a question that's before that that I would say is number one, but this is probably number two. How can I hear God, right? Uh, can I give you the first part of that? I already gave it to you. First of all, you need to believe in him, 100%. You need, you need to believe in God, because until you believe in him, you're not going to hear him. It, there's other scripture in that. I don't got time to unfold that completely. Uh, we could spend the next hour unfolding that, but you need to believe him, then you'll hear him. The second part is that you need to be convinced that you can hear him, and that he is hearing you. You need to not doubt that. It's important that we don't doubt that we can hear God. If, if you... If you don't get yourself convinced of that, what will happen is you'll pray. You'll pray and God won't answer right away. And you'll be convinced that you can't hear God. I've had, I've had a lot of people tell me this. Well, God just doesn't speak to me. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't just, like, there's not chosen ones. Let me, can I clear that up right now? All right. There are not special ones. Some of you, come on, put your halos on, right? Some of us don't have brighter halos than others. And God says, you know, I think I'm going to talk to them. But you, eh, not so much. God doesn't do that. He's no respecter of persons. He, I, I, I'm not any more special than you and vice versa. Right? He doesn't say, hey, I'm just going to talk to this one, but I'm not going to talk to that one. Come on. How many, would like, how many want to serve a God that does that, right? He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. But we get convinced in our heads and our hearts that God doesn't want to talk to us. It, there might be a delay. And we might start off with uh, uh, some doubt going into that. And if it doesn't sound just like we think it's going to, doesn't look just like we're going to, right? Then we back off. And we say, God, and we don't even try. We don't even try to listen for God. It, be convinced. Just know that this happens. And, and listen, God communicates in different ways. It's not like you and I speaking. You might hear the audible voice of God. I very, know very few people that have. I've heard that very few occasions where somebody's you know, audibly heard the voice of God speaking in their life. It can happen, but it's, it's rare. 
But God speaks in all kinds of other ways. He, he communicates in, in a thousand different ways around us. And how many know you can speak to, in different ways, right? I just spoke to you right now, right? <laughs> Come on. Some body language, right? You can get spoke to without even words. God, the God of the universe can speak. And he does this. And I, I really just wanted to take... Um, uh, a little time and unfold that. And the word of God really, uh, you need to be convinced of this. And I, can I give you just John 10, 5? Because I kind of want to drive this home a little. He said, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of a stranger. I'm so convinced, and you need to be so convinced that you can hear God, that you'll know when it's the voice of God, and you'll know when it's a stranger speaking in your heart, in your spirit, in your head. Amen. Even when you, you can be even to begin to differentiate when it's God and when it's you. You ever get that confused? All right, God, is this you or is this me just thinking, right? You, you can know his voice. You, you can develop in your own spirit stranger danger. I, I call it stranger. How many of you know what that is? You ever teach a kid stranger danger, right? You tell them, right? If this is an unfamiliar voice and you're a, a, coming to you, if you hear somebody talking to you, you tell little kids this all the time. If there's an unfamiliar face, if it's an unfamiliar voice speaking in your ear, you need to, you tell your kids, don't listen to them. All right, if they're telling you to get in the car, they're telling you they got some candy, if they're telling you to walk with me down the street, if they're telling you, don't listen to them. It's a stranger danger. You can, the same thing you can develop spiritually. You can know when it's God and when it's not God. You can, you can understand when it's a stranger's voice, when it doesn't line up with what God's saying. And a lot of people get convinced um, that that can't happen. You know, we get convinced that, that, that we're just not going to hear him. And it's important to hear God this morning. I, I wanted to do a little exercise. I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different. But I, I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to, to kind of look to the screens right now. And, and I'm going to give you a, a verse of scripture. It's John 15, 5. And... Very familiar piece of scripture. And I want you to, one of, the, one of the great ways to hear God speak to you, one of the great ways to hear the voice of God in your life is through scripture. As a matter of fact, I recommend that above all in the first part uh, uh, because you're not going to get it wrong if it's out of scripture. If you're hearing what God says, that it, what he's speaking to you out of scripture, right, you're, you're going to get it right. And even if you hear something that's outside of scripture, a revelation of some kind, guess where you should always go back and check? The word of God, right? So, but this is an amazing place to start. And a lot of times God's speaking to somebody when they're reading scripture and they don't even realize it. So I want you, I want you just to take a little time. I'm going to read this out loud. And here's what I want you to do. We're going to pray before we read it. And, and I, I've, I've done this uh, many, many times with, with bigger or with smaller group settings where, where there's a group of people and, and there might be eight and there might be 10 of them. And what we do is we take the verse of scripture. And I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray before we read the word of God. And, and then I'm going to, I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. And one thing's going to leap out of that verse to you. All right. There's one thing that's just going to stand out, and it's just going to begin to speak to you. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just me thinking. It's just... No, let... I've read verses of Scripture a thousand times, you know, uh, the same verse of Scripture, and all of a sudden, something jumps and leaps off the page. Over here, all of a sudden, an idea begins to come in, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak. And a lot of people discount that. That's you beginning to hear the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? So we're going to do that together. And, and a lot of times, I've done this in, in groups, and then, and then what we'll do is, we'll, we'll have eight or ten of them, I can't do it with all of you because it'd take all morning, but what we do is we do it with eight or ten of them, and, and they begin 
to read, I let them read the verse, and, and they begin to think about it, and I have them write it down. And then we go across the group, and we say, what, did, what left out to you at the, in that scripture? And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible to listen to, to the nuances and the things that God speaks to them out of the scripture. And this is something you can do all the time. This is a way you begin to develop, and, and you're hearing to hear God to hear the Father and the Holy Spirit. Some of you are doubting me, but I'm telling you, it's going to happen, all right? Let's read this verse. Uh, I'm going to read it. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, we can do, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Let's pray. Father, Lord, they just read your word. Lord, they looked, um, God, to the written word, the truth, the light and life of God. And Lord, I pray right now, God, as they re-look at this scripture, guys, make sure you put that back up there. Uh, as they look at this scripture, as they look at this verse, God, I pray that you speak something into their spirit. God, I pray that just if it's one word that jumps out, Lord, God, I pray, Lord, that, it, that they'll sense that it's you. And Lord, God, that you're showing them something and you're speaking something to them. And Lord, we just give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And amen. Now, you might be listening online. They'll have that verse up online. You might be looking here, but is there something that jumps out? Is there something that speaks to you? Is there something that grabs you and a phrase that gets a hold of you? Because this is what the Holy Spirit does as you read God's word. See, the people of God who believe in God hear God. Do you know that the word of God says that this is foolishness to those who are outside the faith? They read this and this is complete foolishness to them. But to us, it is life. To us, it is a wellspring. And God will begin to speak that thing to you. And um, we're going to close in just a moment. And, and, and when this is all over, I want you, if, if you got somebody close to you, I want you to tell them what God spoke to you. I want you to, what stood out? What, did you, what just kind of caught your heart as you began to look at that verse? See, these are the ways we begin to start to hear God. It's incredible because as you step through and do that, it, it becomes more and more evident. And, uh, and there'll be times you'll read these verses and they'll stick and they'll lodge in your mind. The word of God says the Holy Spirit will bring them to your remembrance. You'll be out and, and you'll be doing something. And I always know it's God because I'm, I'm, me in particular, I don't know about you. Uh, some of you can really multitask. I can't. Uh, I'll, I'll have one thing, I'm working on one thing, I'm so focused, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will interrupt me. And I know it's Him because I usually don't like getting interrupted. And, and I'll just be focused on that one thing, and all of a sudden this thing breathes into my spirit, and I see something. And God spoke in a moment. Some of you are looking for revelation. Some of you are in the middle of decisions. Some of you are searching something, and you need to hear God. This is a great way to begin to do that. You spend time in the Scripture. Let me give you one more scripture, and I'm going to use this. Eric, we're going to pretend you're Jesus, okay? You sit on the short stool because I think Jesus is tall. I don't know. I can't confirm that, okay? Listen to this last verse, and then we're going to close. Revelation 3.20 says this, Behold, this is Jesus speaking, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on the throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is in Revelation. Jesus said, if you knock, if you seek, 
He said, he'll open the door and he'll come in and dine with you. If Eric and I went out to lunch, he's Jesus, okay? Do you know we would talk? Jesus won't come in and just sit across from the table. He'll talk. He'll speak with you. He said, not only will we dine, not only will we talk, but he says that just like the father put me on the throne with him, one day you will be on the throne with him and rule and reign. That means you'll come into his kingdom. There's a closeness there. God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. If you're listening today, he wants to talk to you. He'll do that through scripture. Something will stand out. And it doesn't matter if you're young or old or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter if you, have a, if you went to Bible college or didn't go to Bible college. His work, he wants to speak. He wants to speak. Are you ready for God to speak to you this morning? I am. Every day. I need him every day. The longer I live, the more I realize I don't have the answers for life. I really don't. I've got some experience. I draw on that sometimes. But I don't have the answers. I don't know what's out in front of me. There's so many things that are new. I realize that, that even some of the answers I have or the experience I have is so antiquated at this point. I need him. I need him. You need him. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads one more time. Lord, you see each person who's here this morning. God, you know we need your voice. Lord, we need to hear you. We need to know that you're speaking to us. God, we need to walk through. And God, we need to be taught. Lord, we need to be instructed. Lord, at times we even need to be inspired. God, at times we need encouraged times we need to lift it up. And Lord, you speak what no one can ever speak into somebody's heart and life. And Lord, I believe that's true this morning. And God, I ask that right now that you would minister and touch to this group, Lord, as they look to you. God, as they go into the word this week, Lord, I pray that they'll stop and pray before or after they read the scriptures. And Lord God, that you'll speak into their lives. God, if they read just one verse the entire week, Lord, speak to them out of that verse. Give them the truth. Lord, apply it to their life. Holy Spirit, guide them, help them remember it. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen. I'm going to ask if you'd stand. Zach, if you just play. Last thing you're going to do this morning. If you're comfortable and you know the person beside you, if God spoke to you something out of that verse to you, now I don't want you to do it if you didn't, Okay. I don't, I don't ask people to try to make things up or anything along those lines. But if something stood out to you that, uh, just as a witness to God's power and how he does speak, if something in that scripture stood out to you and you feel like God kind of pulled that out just for you, I want you to tell the person beside you. Zach's going to play. Go ahead. You can do it right now. I want you just to lean over. You can whisper it in their ear. You can tell them. What did God give you out of that verse? What did he tell you? conversations people speaking
Pretty amazing, huh? pretty amazing what God will do. And by the way, if you didn't get, don't get discouraged. I've gone through long seasons where I haven't heard God, and then all of a sudden it's like a water fountain. Actually, it's more like a fire hydrant. He wants to speak to his people. And usually the blockage with that is me, not him. Actually, it always is. He always wants to speak. He always wants to speak. It's incredible what God will do. Hear his voice. I got, listen, I'm a pastor. I have no corner market on this, all right? That's not, man, please don't think that way. We are all the same at the foot of the cross. Amen? That's true. Every benefit that's in his word is for me and for you. Thank you for tuning in to this message from Lifehouse Church. We pray that you were impacted powerfully by this message. If you have been personally affected by our ministry and you would like to partner with us as we love God, love people every day, visit our website at www.lifehousecog.com.